All right, let's take our Bibles now and go to Matthew chapter 28. So Matthew and chapter number 28. Some good challenge there though, right? About the matter of giving. Many of you have been giving and tithing for many, many years. And I think you've learned the lesson. You can't outgive God. God takes care of those that are faithful to give. Well, we're going to work on our theme a little bit this morning as well as tonight. Uh, this is really a two-part message, maybe as you saw on the announcement sheet. And our uh, theme for this year comes from Matthew 28 and verse 20. So we're going to preach on that mainly tonight. So this morning we're going to work on the first part of that because really uh, you can't do verse 20 unless you understand verses 16 uh, leading up to verse 20. Okay, so let's look at it now, Matthew. And by the way, this is also, I, I need to say this. <clears throat> this is also the conclusion to our series in the Gospel of Matthew. And our series has been entitled this, Jesus is King. Not that he's gonna become king, he is king. Okay, that's what we've been emphasizing for the last three years in a series through the Gospel of Matthew. So this is the conclusion of that series and the beginning of our series for our theme, ser serving a dual purpose, all right? So that's what we're looking at uh, here this morning. Okay, so Matthew chapter number 28, verse number 16. <clears throat> then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But look at this, but some doubted. Okay, this is right after he had risen from the dead. He had told them to go to Galilee. We'll look at that in a little bit. They worshiped him. Can I say it this way? Um, as Brother Toby prayed a moment ago, God help us, you know, to remember to stand in awe of him. That's what they're doing. They worshiped him. They stood in awe of their Redeemer. They stood in awe of their risen Savior. But some doubted. Verse 18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me, notice this, in heaven and in earth. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20, teaching them. So our theme for this year is teach them, teach them. He says, uh, teaching them to observe all things. Notice that he did not say uh, teaching them whatever you want to teach them. It's not selective. Teach them all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. So this morning, the title of the message is The Commission from Our Heavenly King. The Commission from Our Heavenly King. And this is part one. Really, we're going to focus on reach them. And part two, we'll focus on teach them. So reach them and teach them. All right, may God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. <clears throat> I 
truly enjoyed our series through the Gospel of Matthew as uh, Matthew basically has been endeavoring to explain just exactly who Jesus is. Irvin Jensen wrote a um, two-part uh, book on basically a survey, a survey of the Old Testament, a survey of the New Testament. And he said this, the person of Jesus Christ is the key to all history. It's grand miracle, humankind's only Hope. Mankind's only hope. Who is Jesus? What did he do on the earth that, that made all of history revolve around him? What did he do? Is he the Messiah? Is he the Lord of Lords? Is he the King of Kings? Really, Matthew has been endeavoring to answer that question. And may I say, he did so clearly and confidently. So that I hope that if you've been with us in our series, that it's helped you to be more clear on who Jesus is and confident as to who he is, that he is indeed the Messiah and he is the King of Kings and he is indeed the Lord of Lords. Uh, Matthew, I might remind you, well, I just want to do a little bit of review here as we get into the, to the text. It's important. Matthew was a tax collector and thus he was despised by his own society. The Jews uh, were, some of them as Matthew were publicans and they would collect taxes for Rome. And they would take some of the money and use it for themselves and some of it to use and give to Rome. And so they were despised by their own society. But I want to thank God that the Lord Jesus Christ came by and he loved Matthew. Even when others didn't want anything to do with him, Jesus loved Matthew. And I'm glad I can say to you this morning, Jesus loves you too. He loves you though you may despise yourself. He loves you though you may be despised by others. And so God saved Matthew. And so Matthew wanted everybody to understand who Jesus was. In fact, uh, he threw a great feast, a banquet and had everybody over. Can you imagine what that kind of get together would have been like? These fellow publicans and these sinners, uh, just so that they could understand who Jesus was. There's basically three parts to Matthew's gospel that we've seen. We've seen how that he presents, this is from uh, Jensen, the presentation of the king, the proclamation, what did Jesus say? And then, uh, then this, the passion of the king, what Jesus did. So basically Matthew set up this way, who Jesus is, what he did, who Jesus is and what he did. Matthew, as we saw, wrote primarily to Jewish people. I mean, you could see that uh, his audience, the ones that he was writing to was predominantly Jewish. And thus Matthew has the most Old Testament quotations of all the four Gospels. 61 times he refers to the Old Testament. Um, a repeated phrase that you'd hear would be this, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. In fact, um, Matthew says that 13 times. So he's, uh, he's certainly demonstrating this. I like what one man said, God's promises, though long delayed, have not been forgotten. Okay, though long delayed, they have not been forgotten. So God fulfills his word. Did you enjoy last Sunday as Brother McCracken uh, dealt with the genealogy of Jesus Christ here out of Matthew's account and Luke's account and preached the whole Bible? <laughs> Demonstrating that what was said and foretold by the prophets has been fulfilled in who Jesus is. Matthew is writing to demonstrate that. 
And so then he also is writing to Gentiles. You can see, I mean, from the beginning, he says the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the seed of Abraham, the seed of David. Well, the seed of Abraham means this. He's the promised seed. He's the one that God promised would come into the world that all the nations of the earth might be blessed. So he's of Abraham and, and meant to bless all the nations. The genealogies of Jesus Christ contains the uh, record of those, uh, those Gentile women, the wise men that came from these. I'm just reviewing some of what happened in, in uh, Matthew's gospel. The men that came from these, they were not Jews. They came because Jesus is not just the savior of the Jews, but he's the savior of all mankind. You see, with God's plan of salvation, friend, there's not a plan B, C, D, E, F, and G. No, there's only one plan of salvation. And Jesus is that plan. Matthew is presenting that case. How many times in Matthew's account, uh, written yes to the Jews, but how many times did it reference what Jesus did to help the Gentiles? Many times. So I don't think I have to review that uh, indefinitely here or for a long time to make a case that he's not just the savior of the Jews, but also of the Gentiles. In fact, what we're looking at here today in Matthew 28 is what's known as the Great Commission. The Great Commission. Uh, Webster's 1828 Dictionary defines commission as this, the act of committing, the act of sending, the act of entrusting. You know, as Miss, as Miss Becca was singing, God has entrusted to us the great responsibility to get this message out to the world. We are under that great commission. The great commission is just as applicable to us as it was when Jesus first gave it. We refer to it as uh, the great commission. The great commission. Why, why great? Well, um, great in its size. You hear the call come ringing or the restless one? The, the great, great, that wasn't planned. The, the, the great uh, commission, I mean, it's great in terms of, uh, hey, it's, it's the whole world that needs this message. It's great. It's a great task. It's, it's great because of who gave it to us. I mean, listen, this is, this is from the king. And we're under that great commission. David Livingston said this, if a commission by an earthly king is to be considered an honor, how can a commission from a heavenly king be considered a sacrifice? Somebody that's commissioned by an earthly king would, would say, I'm greatly honored to get to represent this king in this land. Hey, listen, you and I have a commission from the heavenly king. The heavenly king. Listen, this is a high honor. It is a high honor, and uh, Hudson Taylor, another missionary of years gone by, uh, which, by the way, I believe we need some of that missionary zeal today, don't you? Hudson Taylor said this, that the Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It is a command to be obeyed. But many today have turned the Great Commission into a great suggestion. Let's be a good idea, or as you go. No, 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 friend, listen. Listen, believer, it is a Great Commission still today. We've been entrusted with this. Oswald J. Smith, 
who was uh, very much largely involved with the faith promise missions uh, movement that we know uh, today that impacted men like Carl Boonstra and others and Bert Harrison, who was uh, the pastor of this church. Oswald J. Smith said this, any church that is not seriously involved in helping fulfill the Great Commission has forfeited its biblical right to exist. Can I run that by you one more time? Any church that has, is not seriously involved in helping fulfill the Great Commission has forfeited its biblical right to exist. Hey, can I just, I know, I know you know this, but don't we need to be reminded of this as believers? Because otherwise we think, yeah, that was a, a great commission for another generation. No, listen, it is a great commission for our generation, for this generation of, South, of Southwest Baptist Church. And if we ever start to function more like a country club than a soul winning station, then we forfeited our right to exist as his church right here. I've got a pamphlet here from the 1980s. I'm going to use a little bit more uh, tonight, but uh, Brother Delane Owen, whose mother and Miss Dana, um, Dana Mabry, uh, mother, Miss Joyce Owen, just went to heaven. Uh, she kept a lot of things from the years gone by of Southwest Baptist Church. And this is a uh, pamphlet maybe that was given out to guests that would come like we do, you know, to this day. I'll I tell you what, was in, what is encouraging here. What was going on back then is still going on now today. It's a blessing. The front cover um, would be this building minus the one that's right next to us here. Okay, so anyways, um, it says, I am Southwest Baptist Church. My scope is limitless, but my, I'm sorry, my scope is limitless. My obligations are worldwide. I am not the Savior, but into my doors enter those who find salvation in the fellowship of those who have the Savior. And it talks about how that we must be given yet to the great Commission. What we're looking at here today, this what is known as the Great Commission, it's repeated in Mark, it's repeated in Luke, it's repeated in John, uh, in different forms of it. And I think that alone shows just how central this ought to be to who we are as believers. So I, I hope that you're already tuned in here today because I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to you individually. I'm not, I'm not um, I don't want to speak before you. I want to preach to you. Amen. You feel the difference? Yes. It doesn't matter what part of this auditorium that you're sitting in. Somebody's got to sit in the back. Somebody's got to sit in the front. Somebody's got to sit on the sides. It, it doesn't matter. I hope you're sitting where you can listen. Because uh, this commission is given from your Savior if you're saved. Now, if you're not saved, you need to be saved. But your Savior is commissioning you and has commissioned you and he has not canceled his commission. You say, no, uh, preacher, you're speaking to those that are um, like church is what their life's about. Well, why should this not be about what your life's about? You're saved, aren't you, by the same grace of God that saved everybody that's here. You say, but yeah, the, I mean, a passage like this, this is for the missionaries. This is for the preachers. This is for uh, the Sunday school teachers. This is for those that go out on Saturdays. And this is for those that knock doors. This is for, you're, you're putting this as for everybody else, but you, how about you just go ahead and 
Make it yours. It's gonna, if you do, that'll make this sermon a lot shorter. I mean, I'm not making any promises, but if the quicker that I, I see that everybody is taking this personally, the quicker I land this plane. You know, I, I think we're in danger. If I can just kind of talk to you here a little bit. I think we're in danger when we come to church because we, we kind of just get in this mode of just sitting here and this is what I do as a Christian. No, 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 wait a minute. This is, this is here to challenge you to go out and do what this is saying. Yeah, don't, 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 uh, don't, don't dodge this message right here. Don't, don't, don't think for one second, this is for more spiritually minded more people. No, this is for you to be more spiritually minded. Everybody in? Nobody checked out? We're doing all right? Is this making sense? I mean, to tell you, hey, listen, friend, this is, this is your, I'm just trying to get across right here. This is your savior saying to you, here's what I want you to do. You see, if, 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 your, if your life was just to be about accumulating Bible knowledge and having more knowledge, he could have taken you to heaven. And that would have been the perfect place to have all knowledge. And someday you'll go there if you're saved. If your life was supposed to be about all praise and worship, and please understand, I'm about singing these songs and bowing in God's presence. But if your life was all about just praise and worshiping him here on this earth, hey, the, he could take you right after he saved you right to heaven and you would have been in a perfect place of pray, praise and worship. But evidently, he's got another mission for you. And that mission is this. You and I need to take the gospel to those that have never heard the gospel. That's why we're still here on this earth. That's it. That's it. His last command should be our first concern. Our first priority. But somehow it gets shuffled to the background. But it is still that great commission. This part of the Bible has mobilized. It has indeed, it has mobilized missionaries. I, did, I thought about it, Brother Ted, as I was studying. I, what I like to do is I keep, uh, I keep, prayer, uh, I keep uh, prayer cards in my commentaries as bookmarks. These uh, missionaries that, that come through, which by the way, Miss Joyce Owen had a, a, a basically a whole, well, it was a, like one of those tin cans where you have uh, uh, candy bars in. The candy bars were gone. And, uh, uh, and prayer cards, I mean, were just stacked in there to the top. I, I didn't count them. There had to be, had to be at least 100 prayer cards in there. Well, there's a lady that loved world missions. I keep uh, these prayer cards in my, in my commentaries and I thought about it. You know, here I am studying Matthew 28 verses 16 through, through 20. And this is the reason why Zach and Katie Shives are going as church planters to New Hampshire. And it's why Sam and Blessie Thomas are church planting missionaries in India and Myanmar. It's why Philip and Elizabeth Sloan are missionaries in Mexico and their son Joshua is a student here at Heartland Baptist Bible College. I, I had another prayer card that is the student body from 2016 and it's why Heartland Baptist Bible College is in existence. By the way, the Great Commission was not given to the Bible College. It was given to the churches that are indeed his churches. By the way, we're on it. It was not given to just individuals. It was not just given to the apostles. It was not just given to individual believers. 
believers. It was given to his church and the churches that would start out of that church. It's the great commission to the churches. It's why Al and Marty Mueller are missionaries in Argentina. And on and on we could go. It's why W.L. Smith and Miss Lucy has gone all over the globe. It's why the brewers are in Brazil. It's why the Switzers are in South Africa. It's why we're getting ready to send at least two more missionaries this year. It's because, dear church, we are under this commission and it is not a burden. It is a delight to get to be a part of this. I mean, to tell you, friend, listen, something changed. Something changed from when this, uh, can I say it this way, this small band of, of 12 and now it's down to 11 and, and then beyond that, the women and others that were following. Something changed as this small band was following Jesus around for about three years. When you come and you turn in your Bible to the book of Acts and suddenly now there's 3,000 that have been saved and then 5,000. Something changed. Something changed. I'm just simply saying for three years, they just traveled around together, not really growing a whole lot of people in that group, but in that church. By the way, hang on while we're at it. Jesus started the first church and the church did not start at Pentecost. The church was already in operation by the time you come to Acts chapter number two. When it says that, 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 that they that gladly received the word were baptized and they were added unto them. Did you catch that? Added unto them. Well, if they were added to something, it already was there. It's a church. It's the first Baptist church of Jerusalem is what it is, don't you know? And out of that church came the first Baptist church of Antioch. And out of that church came the first Baptist church of Lystra. And the first Baptist church of, uh, of, of Iconium. And the first Baptist church of Ephesus. And the first Baptist church. So are you, how do you know it's Baptist? Look at their doctrine. It's just making sense. And so anyways, here it is. Jesus started his church, but I'm just simply saying at this time, they're relatively small, but something changed. And they went from just being kind of right here, which by the way, every church gets in trouble when it's us four and no more. No, 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 it can't be that way. And when it was just mainly they were going amongst the Jews, but now they're going up to the Gentiles up in Asia and it's going over uh, to the West into Europe and Macedonia and it's going down into Greece and it's going on to Rome. Hey, something changed. Something changed. I mean, to have Peter show up at a Gentile's house and go inside, something changed. What is it that changed all this? I'll tell you, it's only summarized. It's only clarified. It's only validated in one thing. Only one thing can be pointed to, to show what it is that changed this little band to be in a, to this little church, to be in a larger church, to be a church planting church, to sending out missionaries everywhere so that we had the gospel right here in Oklahoma City. I'll tell you the one thing that made all this happen is that there's a living Savior who rose again from the grave and gave the great commission to his followers. That's what changed all this. The resurrection is the spark to world missions because otherwise the, we have no message to proclaim today if he's still dead. But since he's alive, 
since he's alive and he told his disciples and the angel told the women, go tell the men. And he himself told the women, tell them to meet me in Galilee. And he met them in Galilee. We've got reason to be here in Oklahoma City here this morning. Mercy. I'll preach myself out in the first 15 minutes of this message. We still got about an hour to go. Hey, I'm only talking to you about the most important thing that's ever happened on the earth. He rose again from the dead. And here's what he said. Let me get into it here. Here's what he said. I'll meet you in Galilee. Now why? Why? Why, why didn't he just meet him in Jerusalem? Why'd he say Galilee? Galilee's 70 miles north. Depending on what mountain he went to, Galilee. Why Galilee? Well, when you're going to make a very important, significant statement or announcement that you want, you want the setting to be right. Okay? Uh, there's some here, maybe not married. Well, yeah, there's some here not married yet, and you want to be married. And let me just help the guys here at least. Uh, when you go to get engaged, where you get engaged is important. I, I remember during my time at Baptist Bible College that we had a young man that proposed to, to the young lady in the cafeteria. Okay, let me just help you right here. That, that's not the best place. No, no, no. It's just not the best place. I don't, I don't remember if she said yes or not. She had very good reason to say no. But I'm just, I'm just here to tell you, friend, listen, that, that does not have the ambiance that you need. <laughs> Nothing against the calf. I love the calf, Brother Terry. But that is not the place for engagement. Now, if you got engaged in a calf and you're still married, glory to God. I'm just saying there must be something significant about Galilee. Why didn't you just tell them right there? Why did he have them travel that far? It's because of this. Way back in Matthew chapter four, we read it. It was Galilee of the Gentiles. You say, okay, wait, you lost me. Galilee of the Gentiles, not Galilee of the Jews. He wanted them to be in the setting that would be directly related to what this commission was all about. That it's not just a place and salvation for the Jews, but it's also salvation for the Gentiles, the non-Jews. Meet me in Galilee. And he met them in Galilee. Oh, friend, I, I rejoice to look out here this morning. I see, uh, if you could let me use the, the children's song, red and yellow, black and white. They are all precious in his sight. All the different ethnic groups. Hey, by the way, there's only one race, the human race. God is just creative to make us not look all the same. <laughs> Praise his name. Amen. 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 My, my, uh, my home church is located in, in where Angie and I and others grew up in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And for whatever reason, a lot of immigration has taken place into Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, there's a lot of nationalities represented there. And in fact, I just got a, a text, a picture even this morning from Brother Blake Corley, the, the youth pastor there. And uh, this is really a blessing. They took 35, 35 teenagers to the youth rally that's in Glasgow, Kentucky. 35, that's a big deal for our home church. 35 young people. But here there was people from, from these, uh, hang on just a minute, let me, let me read his text to you because this is really a blessing, which means I'll have to find it in my notes. There it is. We had Burmese, Zoe, 
Thai, Nepali, African, Hispanic, and Kentucky kids. <laughs> I guess we're our own people group. It's amazing. Hey, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. No, it's not supposed to be like a, this is a white church or a black church or this is a native church, this is a Hispanic church. I realize language creates a lot of that and that's understandable, but no, wait a minute. This is his church. He is the creator. You are created in his image and your nationality, your ethnicity. Listen, it is glory to him, the creator. I love it that we have Filipinos here and Hispanic people here and native people here. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, and even a few Kentuckians. Thank you. Meet me in Galilee, Jesus said. I must hasten here. Meet me in Galilee, he said. Meet me in Galilee. And, and there in Galilee, it says that, that some worshiped him. They worshiped him. It says in verse number 17, and I'm thinking right there, verse 17, some worshiped him, some doubted. Now, I, I don't think it was, and it could be the doubting took place amongst the 11, but he'd already, kinda, he'd already worked that out of a lot of them. Thomas doubted. Peter doubted. The road, on the road to Emmaus, those other two, they didn't even recognize him. And, and they were blown away by this. Some doubted. I, I would say here the gathering was maybe more from Jerusalem and they had gone with them as well. And so some maybe hadn't seen him. Maybe this was the 1 Corinthians 15, 6 reference where 500. Yes, that's right. 500 people saw him alive at one time. Maybe it's amongst those. Is that really him? Is it not? I don't know, but some doubted. But here's what some did. When they saw him, they worshiped. Which, by the way, friend, worship goes down in reverence. They worshiped him. They stood in awe of him. May I say to you this morning, you're not going to do verse 19 and 20 if you don't have verse number 17 down right. Because our witnessing, our work in the gospel has got to flow out of our love for him. I believe that someone has aptly said that the Great Commission is, is basically the, the outflow of the Great Commandment. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy might, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, if you love God with all your heart and you love your neighbor the way that you ought to love them like Jesus loves them, then the Great Commission is really no burden. It's just the natural outflow of that. It'll be strong. But if you're not loving God and you're not loving people, I'm not surprised that you're not involved in the Great Commission. It's just making sense. They worshiped him. Some doubted. They worshiped him. But I love what he said in verse number 18. In verse number 18, he says, he says to them, all power. <laughs> he came unto them and said, all power, all power, not some power, no friend, listen, all power. The idea is authority. That's the word. It's authority. All authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All authority. That means this, absolute authority. Absolute. There's none higher than his. Absolute authority is given to him. Um, you know, as he started preaching in his earthly ministry in the incarnation, there were some hints 
that he had all power and yet limited it during his, isn't that right? During his incarnation. But along the way, as he preached and taught, they said things like this, never spake a man like this man. He preaches to us as one that has authority. As he healed the sick and caused the blind to see and the lame to walk, they saw he has authority. As he told the demons to get out of there, he had authority. As he told the sea to be still and there was a great calm. As he told the dead to rise again, as he himself rose again. Listen, friend, there is authority. But at this point, Jesus says, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. You know what that means? He's in authority and he's higher than our branches of government. Higher than our president, higher than our legislation, higher than all of our courts, including the Supreme Court. He rules over all. There's not a government on earth that can stop him. You say, well, you can't get into India. You can't get into China. It's a closed country. All power is given unto him. That means we've got to take, we're under his authority. And, and, you, and you can't say things like this either while we're at it. You can't say, well, just leave them alone. Let them have their religion. Let them have their culture. Let them have their traditions. Let them have their way. No, wait a minute, friend. That, that would be to let them go to hell. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Which, by the way, doesn't just talk about the sovereign states or nations of the earth. It means people groups. It's the word from which we get ethnos or ethnos or, or ethnic group. It's, it's those people groups. Teach all nations. Go. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go. I, I wonder what in the world we're waiting for. If he's got all power in heaven and in earth, we have the authority to go. We have the power to go. We have the ability to go. So why don't we go? I don't know. I guess we're just caught up in ourselves. Hello, is this, did the mic go off or do y'all still hear me? Man, I just don't like to talk to people. Well, aren't you glad somebody talked to you about the Savior? Yeah, but I just stumble over my words. Hey, welcome to the crowd. Try preaching. Men. He said, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son. Did you notice that? The name, singular, name of the Father, name of the Son, name of the Holy Ghost. You know what that means? All three are equal and yet distinct. That's a, that points to his deity, the deity of Jesus Christ. Because it would be ludicrous to have a man equal with the Father. Or an angel equal with the Father. Or created being equal with the Father. It, it'd be... Okay, wait, ludicrous is not strong enough. It'd be blasphemous to say to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost if the Holy Ghost is not a person. The Holy Ghost is a person. 
It's the Trinity. It's the triune God that's communicated here. Distinct in persons, yet one in essence. It'd be blasphemous to say, be baptized in the name of Jesus, this mortal man teacher. No, you're baptized in the name of Jesus because he's God. Amen. Go. Go ye therefore, go. Go. You, you, some say, well, that's, I studied Greek. And I know some say that that's a, participle, or we might refer to it as a gerund. And it has the idea of going. And it has the, that would carry this idea. You know, as you go along, then share the gospel. That's not what Jesus said. You see, the, 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 um, the mood and the tense and the, and the idea of, of that verb go is connected to the main verb of the sentence, which is teach, which literally is this, make disciples. Make disciples of all nations. But you cannot make disciples of all nations if you don't go. It's like what Jesus, uh, what the Lord said to Joseph when Joseph was supposed to go down to, down to Egypt and get out because of, uh, because of all that was going on there in that area with the king. It said, arise and take the child. Well, it wasn't like, yeah, when you get around to it, you know, go ahead and take the child. Down. No, 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 it was this way. Arise, go, take. You see, if we take the mentality, you know, if God gives me the opportunity, I'll talk to somebody. That's good, but it's not, it can't stop there. You've got to make the opportunity. Because if we ain't for everybody to come here to hear the gospel, most of the world won't hear the gospel. Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And here's the good part. And lo, I am with you until the end of the world. Hey, in other words, he did not promise I will be with you. He made a factual statement saying this, I am with you. Our theme this year is teach them. But I want you to see this and and you're gonna to have to come back for the second part of this message. We gotta reach them if we're gonna teach them. Why do we try to reach them? I'll, I'll tell you why and, and, and we're done. We need to endeavor to reach them because he reached us. And we are to teach them. And I wanna I want go in tonight. I wanna go in tonight as to the fact that he's called us to make disciples and what that means. Because this, this is an arduous process that requires his power. We're to reach them because he reached us and we're to teach them because he is teaching us. You got it? Now I want to ask you this. First of all, are you saved? If you're not saved, you need salvation today. If you are saved, let me ask you this. Have you been baptized? Scripture, like what he's talking about here, and I want to explain a little bit more about that even tonight, what that means and what it doesn't mean. But have you been baptized since you've been saved? See, salvation, baptism are not the same thing. 
And then if you are saved and baptized and a member of this church, are you personally involved in fulfilling the Great Commission? Are you personally involved? What, what are you doing in terms of personal involvement in trying to help others be saved? Reach them because he reached you. Let's stand together here this morning. I appreciate the kind way that you've listened. <clears throat> Let me ask this question here today. How many of you could say, I know I'm saved? Raise your hand. I know I'm saved. Thank God he saved me. He reached me. Wonderful. Thank you. you. May put your hand down. Anybody here today say, couldn't raise my hand right there because I don't know 100% for sure that I am. Would you raise your hand now if that's you? If I die today, I don't know for sure, but I'd like to know. Is there anybody like that? Let me ask this today. Who here today is saved and say, Preacher, I'm glad you preached that because I haven't been involved in the Great Commission like ought to be. Would you raise your hand? Yeah. yeah. Father, help us. Thank you for this text. Thank you for the song we heard earlier. Thank you for commissioning us to take the gospel in all the world. Help us to do so. <clears throat> Father, um, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Savior, I pray that they might trust you I pray for all those that just raise their hand, acknowledging that they haven't been involved in the Great Commission like they ought to be. I pray that you'd help them in Jesus' name.